Improve yourself on a daily basis and you will become an invaluable and high-performing member of your organization. Welcome to BA Blocks, the show for the motivated business analyst who's driven to sharpen their BA skills no matter where they are or what they're doing. Welcome to another episode of the show. My name is Imal Barrielli, and today I want to talk to you about the top three sources of skills for business analysts. So in episode number one, I talked about the concept of career fulfillment, and I talked about how you really need to make sure that you focus on reducing your stress levels and increasing your skill levels. In episode number two, the last episode, I talked about the specific sources of stress for business analysts. And I'm going to cap off this conversation in this episode by talking in more depth about the three sources of skills. And my goal for this episode is the same as the goal that I had for episode number two, which is to make sure that you get one step closer to taking the actions that are going to actually push your career forward. All right, so let's dive right into the three sources by looking at the first source of skills for business analysts. And that first source is work experience. By far, the biggest booster of skills that you're going to have in your career is by being in the situations and learning on the job from the more senior members of your project team and of your organization. That is by far the most important place for you to learn the skills that you're going to be using throughout your BA career, okay? Now, I know that there can be some confusion about that because if you're on the internet and you're looking for answers on how you can gain skills, you're probably not going to hear work experience as being the top source of skills. What you're likely to hear is the source of skill that is actually the second largest source of skills for business analysts, which is formal training. And the reason for that really has to do with the way the internet works more than anything else. The internet is a place where a lot of commerce takes place, and it is a place that many companies, including training companies, go to in order to sell their courses. And so what you'll see if you just do a Google search for how to gain skills, what you're most likely to see is that there is going to be an overrepresentation of advice out there that tells you that you need formal training. And at Learn.ba, we consider that to be the second biggest source. The first major source of skills for a business analyst is work experience. The second biggest source is formal training. And I'll be talking about that in just a minute. But first, I'd like to go back to source number one, work experience. And I want to talk to you about why this is the most important source. There is no amount of formal training or anything else that can make up or that can replace you being in the environment and facing the actual real world factors and pressures of the work, regardless of how closely formal training programs and anything else try to simulate that environment for you. And the reason why work experience is the best place for you to learn is because when you're on a project, you are in the actual conditions in which you're going to have to perform very likely at the beginning of your career, you are also surrounded by more senior members of these project teams who have had a lot of experience solving the types of challenges that you're going to be experiencing. 
And being in that environment means that you have the ability to learn from the actual people who do the work on a day-to-day basis, and you're experiencing the real-world pressures that cannot ever be simulated in a training program or in any other condition. And again, because there are so many other training programs out there, it is very unlikely that you're going to hear anybody tell you that you should be dedicating most of your time and attention on making sure that you get work experience as opposed to training. Now, having said that, training has to be a very important part of the mix of your skill strategy, but it should not be the primary one. It should be the secondary one. Now, if you're somebody who is in a position where you are close to becoming a business analyst, let's say you work in an office environment and you're not currently an analyst, but you are on the path to becoming an analyst, if you're at that point, formal training makes much more sense to you because you know that the work experience is an almost certainty and that you are going to be able to get that work experience. So if you're in that position where you know that there's some likelihood where you're about to get yourself into a position where you're going to start to get the work experience, at that point, it makes sense for you to start taking on formal training programs. But if you are somebody who is currently not an analyst and you're not on the trajectory of becoming an analyst, training should be your second focus. You should be dedicating all of your time and attention and your effort on making sure that you take the steps to get yourself on the trajectory where you're going to get the work experience. So you have to be on the path that is going to lead you into a business analyst role, either a junior business analyst role or something that comes close to that role. And once you get yourself on that path, then it makes sense for you to start focusing a lot more on the training. Okay, so you have to be very careful about how you allocate your resources and your resources being your time, your attention, your energy, your money, everything that goes into you building a skill set has to be allocated in the most efficient way possible. And depending on your situation, you have to focus on source number one versus source number two. Okay. So with source number one out of the way, let's talk a little bit more in depth about the second source of skills, which I've already mentioned is formal training. Now, when you get to the point where you realize that you need to start filling some of your skills gaps with formal training, the value that you're going to get out of formal training is something that will most likely be lacking in the work experience that you're getting. And that is the structure that defines for you the proper way of doing things. Okay. Typically, when you're in a work environment, the professionals, the more experienced analysts and project managers are constantly cutting corners in order to hit deadlines, okay? Now, the professionals who have been doing this for a long time can do that because they know exactly what corners they can cut without a huge consequence, and they know how to cut those corners in a way that gets them to the finish line a lot more quickly than if they were not cutting those corners, Now, if you are somebody who's just being thrown into an environment where you're working with a lot of these professionals, for sure you're getting the experience that these people have, but they may be so advanced that what you're going to be missing there is a clear understanding of the proper way to do things. 
So a good analogy for this is if you have ever hired a personal trainer, you'll know that the first thing that the personal trainer typically helps you focus on is on making sure that you get your form correct before you start to put on more and more weights to build up your strength. What a good personal trainer does is they make sure that you are holding the weights with the right grip, that you are positioning them the right way depending on the exercise that you're doing, and that your form, the way that you do things is proper before they start stacking on the weights. And that is exactly the same value that formal training provides for you. Because when you're in a real world work environment and the professionals are taking a lot of shortcuts, the gap that that leaves in your understanding of how things work is the proper structure. So for example, if I have a more junior analyst working with me on a project and I decide that I'm going to skip a certain part of doing a specification for something, because in the back of my mind, I know how to solve that problem when it becomes an issue. I take that shortcut knowing that I have a solution for that in the future. But the more junior person that is working with me is not going to know that. And they may get the impression that what I consider to be a shortcut, they may get the impression that that's actually the right way of doing things. And so work experience, even though it is the primary source and it is the source that you should be focusing on if you're not on that trajectory, just realize that work experience itself also has certain shortfalls if you do not supplement your work experience with formal training. And so what formal training will help you do is start to fill in those gaps that are being left behind by the professionals that you're working with. And it will help you to understand exactly where a more senior person is cutting things and to give you a much more complete picture of how things should be done versus how things work in the real world. And so when you combine the two top sources of skills, that is when you start to get yourself into a skills development pattern that is going to help you accelerate your career much more quickly. But make sure that you do not confuse one source for another source. So if your primary focus right now is on gaining work experience, just know that there has to be a certain amount of formal training that you're going to get so that you get a clear understanding of how things would work in an ideal world. Then what you start to do is once you start to gain that experience yourself, you start to build a good intuition for where you now as an intermediate or as a senior analyst, where you can start cutting your own corners while managing the risk of cutting those corners. Because the classroom environment is going to teach you how things should be done, but the classroom environment does not impose any of the restrictions of cost, of schedule, and many other pressures that exist in the real world. When you take that formal learning and you put it into the real world, you realize very quickly that you as a professional have to learn to work a lot more effectively than your training has taught you because the real world will demand that you do a lot more work in a shorter period of time. So I hope that those two sources of skills are clear and I'll elaborate more if I see any questions coming to us in our community on both of those sources. The third source of skill is going to come to you from the guidance and mentorship that a more senior person can provide. 
So there's a difference between source number one and source number three, right? So in source number one with work experience, you're on an actual project and you are executing the analysis work, potentially working with a more senior analyst. But in those situations, that senior analyst is very unlikely to take a lot of valuable time out of executing the work to start explaining to you how things work and how you should start learning things. Because when you're under the pressure of executing projects, there simply just isn't the time or the effort left over to do that kind of mentorship. And so the third source of skill that you're going to gain has to do with mentorship. And that may be a mentorship situation that you set up with a more senior analyst, or it may be with somebody else in the organization who is not part of your project execution team. And part of the reason that this is a beneficial thing that you should be pursuing is because there are a lot of non-hard skill related things that you need to understand. So a lot of people who have some seniority in your organization and have been in the organization for a long period of time understand the subtle social and political dynamics of the organization much better and they can start to guide you on how you can start to be more effective in that specific environment. And so when you're looking for mentorship, what you want to do is see if you can find somebody inside your own organization because they are aware of the culture and of the dynamic within that organization and their guidance is going to give you a lot more than the generic advice that you would get from uh, a senior person who's not inside your organization. Okay, so that is the third source. So a brief recap. Source number one of skills has to do is work experience. Source number two of your skills is going to be formal training. And source number three is going to be your workplace guidance and mentorship that you set up independently of the work experience that you're getting. I hope that this episode has provided some more clarity for you on how you can start to build your skill set so that you can start focusing on the actions that are going to give you the biggest return for your own career. I'll leave the conversation there and I will encourage you again to join our members area if you have not already done so. Our community manager is always busy on Mondays setting up the new members who are joining our community and helping them get ramped up. As soon as you get your invite and are ready to join, she will help you get acquainted with the platform and get you ready to start participating. So I'll encourage you to head over to learn.ba to do that and I will see you on the next episode.